Trolley Five. <laughs> How's it going today, Ernie? It's always going good, brother. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I was uh, I, when I left my house this morning. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to grab my podcast stuff. You never know when uh, you're going to do an impromptu podcast, and it worked out. Well, man, I'm glad you did because um, you know, I for myself coming up from the industry, one of the very first place, the very first place that I cut my teeth at, uh, had live music four days a week, so. To see what you guys are putting together here, what you're, the initiative you're putting together is, is, is pretty awesome. Well, thanks, man. It's, uh, I don't think I've told you the story of how I stumbled into the music industry. Yeah, that's what I'd, I'd like to know that. <laughs> yeah, if you could hit me with that. Yeah, so I, uh, uh, so I started a podcast. I told you about that. You're on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, in 2020, uh, during sort of the throes of COVID, a friend of mine, we were like, oh, let's start a podcast. What are we going to make a podcast about? And we landed on leadership and entrepreneurism. Ooh. We just happened to know within our circles a lot of really cool leaders and entrepreneurs. And so we just started recording with friends and family. No idea where it would go. Anyway, fast forward about a year and a half later, I'm in Miami doing a podcast with some guys from a company called North Pole Hoops. It's like a basketball development company yep. in Toronto. Yep. And I uh, had flown down there to do, uh, do a podcast with them. And long story short, I end up um, meeting this musician there, a fellow by the name of Joe's. He was kind of thinking about quitting music at the time. And, and anyway, we just kind of hit it off. And I was like, I don't think you should quit music. And so we uh, ended up working together on a, on a couple of things over the course of a well, year. What, what made you make him not quit music? Why, 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 why did well, that that's, hit you? That's actually a whole story. So yeah. uh, we were actually at the beach. And he was talking about how everybody had all these expectations on him and how the industry was crooked and, and, and just... I don't want to put words in his mouth, but more or less, like he he had been, he was sort of frustrated with how things had gone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in his journey, and uh, he's because like, it's well, not easy. It's not easy. It's no. not easy. And he'd kind of done the go to L.A. thing, uh, go to Toronto. He's from Montreal originally. His music is amazing, and I, when I heard it, I actually thought we were listening to the radio, and so I was just like, I don't know, man. If you want to create, I think you should create. And. I don't know what it was about that statement that sort of unlocked something for him. But before I was heading back to the airport, he's like, can you come back and let's go for a walk? Cause I want to talk about like that. turns out this kid is sitting on a stash of music that is like hundreds of songs that are amazing. And he just didn't really know what to do with them. Um, so I don't know through, through the process, like I do a little bit of leadership coaching and I've, I've gone on my own journey myself. And so it was just kind of creating space for him and being like, dude, if you want to create, what do you want to create mm-hmm. and just letting him kind of go for that. And, and I just saw that twinkle in his eye where it was like, he didn't actually want to quit. He just didn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and th- I think that's, what's cool about you having this remote podcast equipment is now I get to reverse engineer and ask you all the questions. Yeah, you know, that, uh, that's what I signed up uh, for. <laughs> be the person that, that, you know, I love live music, but it's been hard. It's been hard for, it's been hard for local restaurateurs and pub owners. Um, to get the bands re-engaged, you know, a band like, and, and rightfully so, you know, you're looking at five to 700 a night, uh, for a local pub owner, you know, they have to do, you know, it generally 10% of, of what the sales is, what they need to do to, you know, pay the band. Yeah. But to see what you're doing with the empowering artists is exactly what, um, especially Calgary needs right now, growing up, uh, again, in the industry, you know, when I was coming through the industry, you could not make a turn on any corner 
where there wasn't a restaurant or a pub that did not have some type of live music. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, looking at it, it's like slowly, venue by venue, is is all flipping to DJs because it is a more economic route for restaurant and pub owners, um, which is tough to see being one of those restaurant and pub owners that, that tries to find ways to engage live music. But to see what you're doing this weekend um, with the empowering artists, I think it's an important message to get out there for everybody. Well, and it's, it's such an interesting space and I didn't know a lot about it until I got into it, but you're right. Like for a, an average band, you see, you see the music industry. It's like a lot of other industries. There's a lot of money at the top, people paying hundreds and thousands of dollars to go to a Taylor Swift concert and like the economies oh, of scale shit. that exists there. But like one thing I didn't know that I found out recently through some of the research I'm doing with empowering artists, it's just in Alberta alone I think it's 2021 was where the stats were from. Mm-hmm. The music industry was $1.7 billion. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like Massive. That's, that's huge. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's big money that's happening in this industry. But it's, I mean, I don't know what other way to say it. It's kind of on the backs of the artists because they're, they're certainly not getting an equal share of that amount in no. my estimation. No. Right? So, like, no. what can we do to help artists, you know, it seems like everybody's making money off the artists. How are the artists? And, and some of this comes back to the artists too. What's your business plan? Yeah. Right? Like if you're truly an entrepreneur, because they are, there's actually a statistic around this in Canada. Um, the average self-employed person, or there's 12% of the population is self-employed. You want to take a guess of what that number is in the artist world? No, I don't even want to know. 52%. Holy so over half the, the professional artists are entrepreneurs so it's way swayed there but then i don't see the infrastructure in place for entrepreneurs in the artist world that there is in the business world so so then on the empowering artist side that you're starting up right now like how is this frame what what's the framework you know what you know how are you going to proceed moving forward? How are you going to get this shit going for everybody, like especially the musicians? I mean, that's a big question. I think where we've started in the earliest days is bringing people together. Mm-hmm. Um, in my estimation, there's a few critical things that all artists need, and I, I'm not going to speak for all artists, but I mean, obviously they need to have training and talent and a level of you know, competency, first of all. But from there, they need a lot of the same things that any entrepreneur needs. They need community, they need capital. Um, and they need a plan. Mm-hmm. And so our goal is to try to help bring those things together. So we've really started on the community side first, and that's what this event is all about. It's, we're bringing together artists that would have probably never played on a bill together otherwise. You can mm-hmm. kind of see the unique flavors we've put in there. I think they all go well together because they all play great live music, and everyone, you know, whether you are a country fan or a reggae fan or a pop or a rock fan or a hip-hop fan, you can come and just enjoy the music that's going to be played, and these artists are going to get an opportunity to connect. From there... You know, I think where we really want to focus on is how do we bring some of the business acumen and aptitude that exists within within Cal. Let's just start with Calgary as an example, and start to bridge that divide between the artist and the business community. Mm-hmm. And we want to do that through workshops, like hands-on, getting in there, helping artists like come up with their plan. What do you want to do in 2024? Okay, that sounds great. How are you going to do it? And then what can we what can we learn from some of the other entrepreneurs that are already walking you're walking around with them you're in the venue with them anyway how can we start to make those connections with those people mm-hmm. and just up the level of business acumen in the artist community yeah yeah that's man that is so well said you know i was talking to michaela sheedy a local you know country musician here who is awesome and i, I was you know i was like hey i haven't haven't really seen you playing lately and uh you know it, it's been a tough road for all the musicians especially coming out of the pandemic yeah right you know uh, a lot of bands broke up and then 
you know, just didn't come back. So, you know, empowering artists is what you've got putting together here is it's pretty awesome to see that there's a starting point now. Like that, that that's where we're at. And I don't want to overpromise or overcommit. Yeah, it's going to take time to build like anything, right? It's going to take time. And, but it, we're, it's coming from the purest intention. Like all my only goal here is just to help people. Mm. What, you know, in this case, the container is helping artists, but I, I have a passion for helping people mm-hmm. and especially people who want to help themselves. Mm-hmm. So our program, you know, the entrepreneurial artist program is sort of the placeholder that we have for it right now. It's not going to be for everyone, right? It's not going to be for, and I'm not, there's no judgment or anything, but if you're an artist that just wants to sign to a label and have everyone do everything for you. And, and I get why that's appealing to someone. That's, that's, that's not really what we do, mm-hmm. but we're going to create space for those that really, you know, have a, have a goal, have some dreams, have some aspirations springboard and, and help them. Yeah. Right. So whether that's connecting them to people, helping them find ways to generate capital, because that's the other thing that, you know, every startup struggles with, how do I generate some cash? Yeah. Right. And how, and if you're a musician, what do you have in your ecosystem that is an asset? So when they're working with you, you're walking them through some, some tools, some steps, some, that they can utilize to, to raise that capital? That's part of it, for sure. And I mean, at the end of the day, you still have to go out there and find those investors and you mm-hmm. have to you have to kind of go create that. But yeah, it's tapping into... And that goes into studio time. It could yeah. go anything. I mean, venture a guess at this, and these are just ballpark numbers. What would you think it would take to get a number one song from a marketing perspective in terms of dollars? Oh, geez. I, and I mean, we're like like a billboard, like that kind of range. I'm gonna I'm gonna say five hundred thousand dollars. I'll yeah. punch it in that range. Two hundred fifty to five hundred thousand yeah. dollars to rise above the noise on on that type of level. Right now, you know, not a lot of artists because you got the PR firm, you got the marketing firm, you've got social media playlist yeah. like yeah. everything costs money. Right. And so again, when you're looking at your plan of where do you want to be six months or a year from now, and like you may catch some lucky breaks in there. You may catch some not so lucky breaks in there, but what are your controllables? What do you know to be true? And then what do you, how can you leverage the assets that you have? So if you're a really good live performer, that you're probably going to want to double down on playing live. Mm. If you create really good music that, you know, you could potentially license somewhere or, or get playlisted or whatever, maybe you want to double down there. Like, what do you, what are you really good at? What are you really passionate about? Because, you know, I think there's a perception too, when it comes to the arts that it's like, fun and it is because you're passionate about it and it's interesting but it's still a job too like no matter what your asset is i mean you're in the you're in the restaurant business you still have to sell the product you, someone still has to pay for it mm-hmm. otherwise you just have a hobby mm-hmm. <laughs> a hobby that could like devastate you financially yeah it, it could it. have you ever heard of stagehand you must have heard of stagehand you know what i have not i'm gonna be no. honest with you yeah they're really interesting and that's actually maybe something you'd want to look into so stagehand is a locally developed um uh, technology app mm-hmm. that actually uh, puts together venues and artists. Mm. And so you could post on there that you're looking for to fill these dates for artists. And there's already artists that are in there that can then bid on those dates. You know, it's great that you bring that up because, you know, talking to a lot of uh, rest, like other restaurant owners and pub owners, you know, the question keeps circulating. Why, why not live music? And one component that has come up is... There are some agencies out there, and they're not really taking very good care of the, the musicians that are playing for them. Mm. Uh, number two is uh, one thing a, a restaurant or pub owner never wants to happen is, is a band to come in and kill the room. Right. Whether it's too loud or not read the room or uh, they're maybe just not there yet. Um, 
talent quality wise yeah right so um for that stagehand that'd be that'd be very i i and i'm, I'm sorry i did not know about stagehand so that's great to know yeah one well, it's cool because it's locally developed derek manns is the guy behind it really great guy uh trying to get him down here actually so maybe you'll even get introduced to him but that's just one example of something that's happening in our ecosystem right now where yeah. they're trying to make it easier for venues and the artists to get paying gigs and and obviously for you to get a quality uh you know i don't know if they've gone so far i don't think they've gone so far as to have like an uber type rating for an right. artist right that there's some complexity with yeah like i don't that. think I, I wouldn't want to see that happen because then you get the keyboard warriors coming in like that it's like this is what I rate the artist. Well, can you play an instrument? Yeah, exactly. Right? exactly. So, yeah, I'd love to trap those people. It's like, so you have the 10,000 hours in uh, playing that guitar because you say you like Malcolm Gladwell, but now you're criticizing somebody that has those hours, right? So that's what's tough. What, what's your take on, on artist compensation and pay? I mean, I know that, you know, in the restaurant space, there would be one lens, which is I have a business. If I'm going to spend a thousand dollars on an artist, it's got to generate. Yeah. What I would love to see. And, you know, we're really, we're really trying to figure out how we could get this started. You know, we've got this amazing atrium level that we've hosted so many live music events here. Yeah. uh, But of a, of large quality, whether it be the CCMAs or, you know, the, the artists that played the CCMAs and they did like a Bluebird Cafe style up here. But, you know, when I when I was in Nashville, and it's not just about it being the Bluebird, mm-hmm. it's about that organic, you know, to be able to have a good quality open mic, right? right? So, you know, I look at a Blues Can, yeah. right? When you go to Blues Can, it's, you know, they've got that Blues Can Saturday Jam and it is awesome. Yeah. There isn't anyone that I have sent down there that has gone there for the first time and not come back and said it was awesome, but then did went back in the next couple of weeks yeah. with, with other friends. So I think, you know, for, for a lot of bands out there, what, what needs to happen or a lot of musicians period is if there was someone to get up and, and be able like, and it has to be a sound engineer, mm-hmm. right. That could host the open mic. It doesn't necessarily need to be a band or a musician that hosts the open mic. Um, if, if there's a great sound engineer that I'm trying to hunt down right now that could help us host the open mic, then you would start to see, um, you know, way back when I had Classic Jacks, we had a night called the, the Bud One Night Stand. And yeah. we had Budweiser, they, they helped sponsor it. And from there, we would have local musicians that were young and up and coming. So we wanted to be in that, like, 18 to 23-year-old, 24-year-old. Sure. Uh, or just musicians that are, like, just starting out. Uh, Jocelyn Alice actually played her very first song at Classic Jacks. Very cool. Yeah, so yeah. she was working for me, and we're like, "Hey, let's start this night up." And once it got going, then then it became a reach out to other bar owners. Hey, I know you're looking for some good quality live music. We have these three like finishing off the night, somewhat headlining, mm-hmm. with five openers coming up. Right. So, you know, I think that's where it's kind of got to start, and that's why I think what you're doing with. Uh, empowering artists you know this saturday is going to be amazing like i think you know when danae contacted me on i'm like this is awesome yeah this is what this is what the city needs this is you know for us at trolley you know we this gives us a chance to look at a different angle of getting some live music booked in right so yeah totally and i mean for us it's it's interesting because like obviously as a charity um we need 
we're going to need to get donors and money and, and to do the programming we want to do to truly help people. Mm-hmm. But our intent, you know, isn't just to go and make money here. Like our intent is to really provide a platform for artists. And I didn't set out to, you know, become a promotional company per se, <laughs> but like you've seen the level of sharing that's yeah. happening with this event. It's it, outstanding. It, top notch. I've been involved in a lot of events in the last couple of years and like everybody. And man, that's it. you giving back. That's what I, I love about this whole thing. Because anytime you go to any entrepreneurial event or speaking events, you know, whether it's all the way up to Schwarzenegger and to Oprah Winfrey, everybody has the same message, give back. Yeah. What are you, Lewis Howes, what are you giving back at the same time? So um, I'm pumped about the event. I'm really excited about how you've put this together, promoted it. Uh, and and it's a different different types of artists. We've got hip hop, we've got country, we've got folk coming in all in one night. Yeah, it, it's going to be different. It's going to be unique. It's going to be a one of one. <laughs> you know, we've got some other cool stuff coming down the pipe. One thing to put on your radar, we're doing something called Live and Unsigned at the Bella Concert Hall at MRU in April. Outstanding. That's going to be our, sort of our premier event for the year. So we're really excited about that. But thanks for making the time for us. Thanks for all the sharing and the helping and just hosting the event. We super. super yeah, man, I can't it. wait for this Saturday. And then we'll really, we'll really put put our heels in and, and, and get this thing rolling well for the musicians that's amazing what uh, one one question on the way out of here yeah hit me what's your favorite song to sing along to oh shit <laughs> uh i don't know man it has to it depends on the time of day like right. growing up in our industry like uh you know i managed everything from nightclubs to live music pubs to you know the one-man band pubs with the green alligators and long neck geese so you know yeah. it's it's it would depend on what time of night right so you know Obviously, we, when, when you're at a nightclub, uh, you hear that Neil Diamond song come on at 2 a.m. and everyone's screaming their lungs out to, you know, so there's now new Journey mashups, you know. Uh, don't you don't love stop that when they, they take yeah. those old songs and they just, like, yeah. sing along to, like, three songs in two minutes? Oh, man. Actually, DJ Talon, you should look this up. There's yeah. a local DJ, Talon, here who's actually getting pretty big now. Okay. And Nickelback just used his mashup uh, to promote... Um, one of their events that's super cool yeah it, it he just posted it a couple of days ago and i was like man awesome good for you like it it, it is a great mashup they yeah. seem to be embracing the new age and on the social medias and everything lately yeah. that's pretty cool yeah what's the biggest band you've ever hosted at one of your venues oh man oh man uh geez way way back it would have been theory of a dead man okay there yeah and that's when they were big yeah, yeah, they yeah. just kind of popped in and two guitars and a two guitars and a and a drum box that's, yeah yeah that was, was already dope? part yeah. of the jam. it was awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know what i was like yeah they're okay but then they played that live and they were dynamite that's yeah sweet. yeah awesome. yeah all right my man looking forward to this weekend yeah we'll see i am Saturday. too i can't wait to see what you guys put together and uh yeah it's gonna be awesome for all the local musicians coming in absolutely thank you sir thanks man